everyone. Hello, hello. I'm going to turn this up here. Where's my chat? Okay, so slightly less, a slightly better view for you guys today. It's still a disaster, but at least I'm not broadcasting from atop a roll of insulation today. So we're leaps and bounds ahead. Um, so today we're going to tackle part one of two parts about all about adrenal management. Um, now this is, is this week three? Did I do it right? This is the third one. I don't, I'm not yet. Oh, it's four. Three, three. Okay. Sorry. I pinned myself and it's all I can really see except like a tiny little thumbnail. So, um, so week three, uh, we did, we tackled calories. We tackled carbs. Uh, we're doing adrenals, the physical side of it today. So all the things that we can change throughout the day that are not so much um, the stress management side of things, but the physical changes. And then next week, we'll tackle those emotional changes to round out adrenal care um, and as we continue throughout the Baby Step series. So I wanna hear some feedback so far. How have you guys been liking it? How have you been, how have you been liking the, uh, just going over for a refresh for a lot of you? This is new for a lot of you. Um, what are your thoughts as before we hop in? And I'm going to be drinking diet root beer, which is going to look like a, a beer, but it's root beer. Let's see. Keep them coming. Woohoo! I'm driving, but I'm so excited about tonight's topic. And yep. <laughs> I love this shirt. I forgot where I got this from. That was really surprising that they had this shirt there. It was, it was like some department store that I was, uh, it was like TJ Maxx or something. And it was among like all of the, all of like super really girly, like frilly pink stuff. And then there was just this on its own. And I was like, okay. And I got, it, I think it was like $4. So even better. Love it. I like the in-depth review. I really like having these as a refresher. Definitely helps bring the basics back into focus. Thank you. Love the shirt and excited for the Zoom, much needed. Okay, so let's jump in. So we're, we try to always focus on, you know, the things we can control or the things we can, we can alter throughout our days to help us, you know, in terms of what we're eating, um, just avoiding certain triggers that we know, whatever the case may be. But I think something that we're not really used to hearing a lot about, and while we tell you stress is bad, is just how much when you get down to the brass tacks, things like adrenals and stress can affect our weight loss as well. Now I know it's like, well, we don't talk about weight loss, but it, it, it's a real thing. <laughs> it's a real thing that if you are having issues with your weight and you are doing, you are crossing off all the boxes, but you haven't looked at adrenals, that that, that is part of the problem because we're not approaching it from an all over body standpoint. So this is the facet of the whole overall biological way that we get into balance that I think goes missed a lot. And I, I'm excited to break this down into two separate kind of parts, okay? Because God knows I can talk. So why are they important and how are they affected? So adrenals. Now I see a lot of clients who have their adrenals affected, whether it's straight up from an illness, whether that is directly, you know, they get the labs, it's on paper, it's obvious, or whether it's suspected, maybe even, you know, dismissed by a lot of people, but I think it's real. And we have a lot of things in common, a history of extreme stress, 
who wouldn't be stressed even at the base level pursuing health, you know, balance in these issues. That alone is stressful. Um, trauma, not everybody will have it, but it's very pop popular, very common. Um, you know, eating disorders, long-term extensive dieting, um, long-term extensive physical exercise and, and exertion. You know, these are things that a lot of us have in common. I'm so sorry. Hold on my nose. I'm not even going to mute it. Deal with it. Love me anyway. Dusting is done. Um, sanding is done. Finally, dusting will never be done, but the sanding is done. Um, so we have these common things, these commonalities, and what they do over time is they burn our adrenals out. How many people here did a diet one way and saw weight loss, gained the weight back, tried to do that diet exact again a second time, and it did not work the same? If that's happened to you, then your body has acclimated to, to view that way of dieting as an emergency because it's not what you were needed. That's not what you needed before. You went without, and then you went back to having a, a body that was receiving different foods that it wasn't, and then your body adapts, right? Happens all the time. It can go even as far as if you shoot out your adrenals enough that it's like the less you eat, the worse things are. The less you eat, the more weight gain you see. The, the worse your sleep is, the worse your anxiety is, like everything. And you're sitting here racking your brain, trying to be like, like, but I'm food, seemingly all of it hurts me. So I try, I just don't eat a lot of it. Right. Thinking that's gotta be the least harmful thing we could be doing in this predicament. Everybody's telling us how awful it is that we're gaining weight and all this, you know, so, but it all only makes it worse. And that is because of our adrenals. So our emergency system <clears throat> that is built in to help us get through uh, threats, perceive and, and acknowledge threats and then get through them. All of that is being flared off when there is no perceivable threat. The only threat is to our, our survival in terms of how we're taking care of ourselves or just our straight up hormones being off. And that is causing our adrenals, which is our emergency, you know, oh shit reaction to go off without there being a need necessarily. So, and then it becomes kind of a cycle, right? So then we don't take it as seriously because it's not diet, right? It's not, you know, how, who the hell thinks reducing your stress is going to be better than going on a keto diet. It, it sounds really ridiculous, but here are the things that affect adrenals the most stress, mental and physical caffeine and stimulants, which become a way of life. A lot of time for us, if we want to get up and get anything done during the day. Um, and then lack of sleep, which goes hand in hand because then you know, it's like the lack of sleep causes the adrenal issues, but the adrenal issues cause the lack of sleep. So everything just kind of becomes cyclical. When we look at the physical forms of stress, we're aware of the emotional ones, right? But the physical forms of stress, AKA not eating enough calories, working out extensively, cutting out carbs completely like on a, car a car carnivore diet or an extreme keto diet, right? All of these things, <laughs> It's like one big loop. It's one big loop. So what are you guys hearing so far that's connecting with you? What's hitting home? You may have heard this from me a million times before, but hearing this now again, what, what does this bring up for you having the past with diets that you've had and advice from others on how to get healthy now hearing this? 
All of it explains the diet stuff that didn't work before. They may work, but not for long-term. If you're yo-yoing, it's not working. Yeah, absolutely. It must make everything, it just makes everything worse in the end. Yes, so I talked about this recently and I'm gonna talk about it again, it's my favorite thing. And today I posted a link in the page about hypothalamic um, damage and how that, like it's never talked about, but it's mind blowing. Anyway, the, hip, the hypothalamus. So it's basically the control center of all of our endocrine system, all of our hormones, everything it all functions through the hypothalamus because that's like the gatekeeper control tower, whatever you may call it. And what happens is as your body requires certain endocrine process in a hormonal process, it asks your hypothalamus for what it needs and your hypothalamus orders it up. And that is what, you know, like let's use hunger and fullness. It's the easiest one. So when our cells require energy, it's supposed to, they're supposed to tell our hypothalamus, our hypothalamus is supposed to cue the ghrelin, which is the hormone that causes appetite. And then we eat enough, our cells get all the energy that they need and they tell the hypothalamus, all right, cut it off, we're good. And then your hypothalamus cues up leptin, which makes you full and then you stop eating, right? So that's just an example of how it's like the middleman between all of it. So now, the job of the hypothalamus is to coordinate your whole endocrine system to have a baseline of survivability, like a baseline of what your general health, your weight, your body temp, like all that, what it's supposed to be so that it can keep you sustained. And it will adjust your hormones accordingly so that it meets that baseline. So what happens is a lot of times when people do something extreme, like they, they cut out a big part of their diet, they cut their calories down a lot, they work out intensely, whatever it may be. Let's take people without hormone disorder, okay? So your average person who, you know, could, if they ch uh, chicken and salad and worked out, they would lose weight, right? So they go and they do chicken and salad only and work out like crazy and they lose a bunch of weight. And one day their hypothalamus wakes up and goes, what the hell happened here? Why is nobody listening to me? Nobody is, you know, like, like, this is not right. She's lost all this weight. She's not eating correctly. This is an emergency because it's still stuck on what your baseline was before. So if your baseline never updates and your hypothalamus's job is to get you to that baseline and it, because there's a lag and it's slow and it takes a while for it to catch up, it one day wakes up and goes, the hypothalamus literally makes you go gain the weight back. It will make you retain weight differently. It'll set up your hormones differently. It won't metabolize things correctly. It will basically cause you to get back to that baseline that you were at. Now, this is not bio, like, I don't mean that when I say this, there, this is contested a lot. And do I think that all of this stuff is researched <clears throat> nearly enough? No. But from the basic functions of, of the way this all works, if you look them up you, and, and the shit that we experience, one could surmise that you'd have to work harder to disprove that that's happening than, than the other. And, and you know, if we go to the people with all of the, all the absolutes and all the answers that they don't even freaking know, I take this stuff seriously. I take it into consideration because how often do we see that play out? And it's not like we're just such undisciplined 
slovenly people that like we can't, you know, there's a reason, there's a driving factor to that, to a lack of sustainability. And it all has to do with survival. Our body don't give a shit how we, that if we want to look a certain way and have a beat cut in a bikini and be like, oh my God, I'm skinnier than my friends. Like you're, and I'm saying any of you guys care about that. I'm just being dramatic, but like your body cares about you living and surviving. That's it. That's, that's the function. So um, we got to improve that, you know, and it starts with these base, this basic way of, I call this like taking care of your adrenals to me feels like actually taking care of ourselves. You know, you hear that term thrown out around so often. You got to take care of yourself. I have to take better care of myself. What the hell does that mean? Do we even know what limit, what, what those limits are or like, wh what, what is that? Let's define that, right? Adrenals, taking care of your adrenals. If you were to think of the classic sense of taking care of yourself, sleep, food, good, you know, activity you feel good about and lack less stress. Like these are all, it's like the ideal, but Hey, let's try AIP, right. And freak out about what kind of oil they use on a griddle. You know, it's just, I just feel like ugh, that's a whole other topic. So what it feels like, and then we'll get into the steps. So what it feels like, tell me if you guys experience this, if you used to, if you currently do, you know, let's share if you're comfy, but rage fits, it, I, I call them like Medusa episodes where it's like, you're a different person. You don't know why it's like, you got up on the wrong side of the bed times 57,000 and you are like itching for someone to look at you wrong. So you could justify a meltdown. And it's not like you have a, 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 a participating role in that. It's just running away with you. Like you could feel the rush come over you where you're just in a stank mood all of a sudden. Um, like the skin's crawling kind of feeling. I hate that. You can get like uh, hot ears, hot face. You know, you could feel, sometimes I feel, I get it so bad. Like surprisingly with everything, this hasn't happened in a while. But the last time I had a really bad adrenal flare up, I felt like the skin on my scalp was buzzing. Like it felt like it was like, electric it was crazy i was so keyed up uh, i don't i don't know what the hell it was about it was an adrenal flare so who the hell knows um okay overwhelm extreme overwhelm i'm talking about sensory overwhelm like a grocery store is triggering stepping outside to be hit with an aggressive light is enough to make it turn the hell around like just too much everything too much um lack of hunger and maybe not lack of physical hunger, like you might feel like your stomach is rumbling and like you feel weak and tired, but there's just absolutely no desire to eat. It's like anything you could eat at that moment feels like it has the appeal of eating an area rug, right? Like it's just like um, decision fatigue. Oh, that's a good one. Extreme decision fatigue where it could send you almost into a panic attack figuring out like, like if the restaurant you finally picked, cause you hate having to think about this and you go and you're putting stuff in the cart and Instacart and it says the restaurant's closed, even though it didn't originally. Trying to find a new restaurant, you're more likely to be like, I don't even want to eat. I don't want to even, I hate food. I hate food and I hate it. And I don't want it like, like a visceral reaction to it. Um, so insomnia, and I'm not talking just like, I could stay up. 
like I'm talking like having everything set that you should be sleeping and yet it does not come to you. <laughs> um, zombie mornings where it's like a lot of times you feel like you're like floating, like you're literally not even living your own life in the morning. It's like, I can't even describe it. I think less dramatic than that. Um, tired wired. I say, I use the example. It's like watching a video of you on fast forward while you're sitting down. Like just, you know, um, hop, hot face and ears. I said that extreme anxiety, extreme. And now I don't mean just nervousness and, and like worry anxiety. I mean, like nausea, dizziness, um, ear ringing sometimes, you know, just extreme anxiety to the point of it being like, almost like it paralyzes you, you know? Um, and then shutting down and dissociating. So I just see all of the reactions going off in the chat, you know, but th these are just, and oh, I forgot one more too, androgenic symptoms. So if you're surprised because you're like, I don't have PCOS, I just have Hashimoto's or I have something else, let's say, you know, and I don't, I don't have any, either of those, um, but I have the, some of the symptoms of PCOS, like the acne, the weird stubborn under the chin, jaw kind of painful ass acne, um, hair loss, hirsutism, so hair growth on the face, you know, eyelashes down, <laughs> everyone like that from the, uh, the reel the other day. Um, drive safe, love you. I gotta say it. Um, weight issues. So even if you're like not eating, you're working out like crazy, your weight going up like obnoxiously. Um, extreme fatigue to the point of feeling heavy, like meaning like, like la not having the physical energy to power the limbs, you know, uh, or your eyes even. You might feel like hungover the next day or in the middle of the day after you've had a big flare up and then, you know, you, you want to bite something, you get so pissed and then you just feel like, oh my God, I almost knocked this over, but adrenal, 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 adrenal. So <sighs> fun times, right? Um, let me read some of this shit. I love it. You guys know I love a talkative chat. Scrolling. Okay, so <clears throat> we got, they may work well. Oh, I was there already. Which makes everything worse in the end. Comforting because it goes hand in hand in what I shouldn't be doing in eating disorder recovery. Addie, what did you mean by that one? I wanna make sure that's an important one to get to. Um, extreme ridic restrictive, ridiculous, but extreme restrictive calories does not equal weight loss, absolutely. Frustrating when my PTSD out of my control and chronic stress from past childhood trauma, my adrenals are not, are shot before I even talk about food. That That is super frustrating. That is the, that's the hardest one because and that's what I was saying before is it's so, so much less of a tangible fix for things, you know, like when it, it feels like such a huge journey and as it should be, those are, you know, having such big things to unpack that it's like, it's not fair. It's not fair that that has to be what comes first, you know, that it's like, because you could try, we could try and load up our plate. Oh no, this is going over here before. Hans McGee just knocks it over. So, um, but 
you know, we, we try, we think, okay, I'm going to really dive in. I'm going to fix it, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to do this, that, the other thing, but the nature of it is it prevents it. It's so hard. So it's like, it sets us up for failure. Um, but it just goes to show how important it is. They aren't shot. Oh, I love encouragement. Just got to work on the PTSD and chronic stress. They bounce back eventually. Um, I got to, I got to save the body slash self mode. Medusa. Mm -hmm. Or, you know what I think about? I think of, uh, the water boy. He's like the medulla oblongata. Like some days I'm like, my medulla oblongata is like too much. You know, like I, I'm, I got all them teeth and no toothbrush today. <laughs> but my nickname was Kathy Crisis because of my rage rushes. Mm -hmm. And this is a problem too, a lot at work. You know how many clients I have that are like, I sound and seem like such a bitch to people who don't know me. Like just I hit a certain time of day and if someone just asks me an innocent seeming question, but it's like one they asked me, I don't know, a month ago or something like that, even though I know that's ridiculous and not who I am as a boss, I will go. I will just be so snippy and mean. Mm -hmm. Our fight or flight mechanism going off just not when we need it to is not conducive <laughs> to a fun time. What, what me dramatic? Never. <laughs> word I go from zero to bitch in like a blink of an eye hangry on steroids being hulk mm -hmm. skin crawling man I go off like a crazy ghetto bitch real quick sensory overload overwhelm misophonia I I do I is that how you might is it it's misophonia or like I think of miso soup when I hear that but the getting like really like triggered by repetitive sounds or uh like certain sounds I don't even think it has to be repetitive. Could get sensory overload, all of these. Definitely no appetite, insomnia, Francesca, <laughs> insomnia. By default, that's what I think of. Um, except for the rage, Michelle has heard me complain about these. <laughs> I love it. I love that this has been an emoji all along and now everyone is, I know, I know we've embraced this emoji for a while, but I love that like it's becoming mainstream and what a fabulous emoji it is. Um, love it. Shutting down, screw the acne, it's the worst. It really is because it's like, it messes with you. It's not like some little zit, you know, and um, I forget what this is called. I didn't know it was a thing until recently, but I always just thought, I thought it was my OCD is why I did it. So skin picking. Um, it's, there's a name, is it trichotillomania? Some, can someone who knows it type it or Google it for me? But um, trichotillomania, I think it is. That's it's what like, it is. Woo, I did it. Thank you. I don't know how to spell it, but yes, that one. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, so like skin picking, plucking, you know, stuff like that. Um, and those deep, painful zits, like they are, you cannot pick them. You can't pop them. You can try. I sure did. And like, it only made it so much worse. And then it just like, I didn't want to, you know, you want to put makeup on it so people don't see it, but then you don't because you don't want to make it worse. And it's just a whole mind thing on its own. Hate it. And they hurt too. All the stuff that aggravates hypothalamus are the stuff I need to avoid, not backslide from my recovery. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I'm resilient and reliable person, but the rage fits make me seem unstable. Yeah, it like it because it's not us. You know, it it it's you're seeing how you would react in the case of an extreme crisis or emergency um, or threat when there isn't one and everyone else is kind of just like it's, it's like you feel like you're in a house that's on fire and the only one who notices it you know so it's just like it, it sucks it sucks but it's not you it's just hormones Sometimes the rage definitely doesn't fit the crime. Absolutely. Oh my God. The worst was I had bought this beautiful picture. It was like a hobnail picture from the thirties. And it was like iridescent looking and like almost rainbow, even though it was clear, it was so beautiful. Never going to find that picture ever again. I got so, I had a rage fit. I think it was about like a seam, not that it the shirt didn't fit me, but like have you guys ever experienced where you put a sleeve on and it just feels a little weird that time? And you're like, what the fuck? Why did I buy this shirt? This shirt has just always sucked like this, you know? And it's like enough to just turn that on. Um, and I pushed all the shit off my bed, not realizing that the picture was in there. And when I say pushed, I basically launched. So I launched all the shit off my bed and smashed that picture into a million pieces hours after buying it that still sucks i still miss it um yeah someone wrote it yay okay trichomania so italian representation yeah it could be annoyingly awake together absolutely sometimes the rate uh, oh i missed one with you on the insomnia it's very hard to handle when you're around people who don't understand or refuse to educate themselves even with a simple google search mm-hmm yep We'll get into that stuff next week too with the emotional side of adrenal support. Um, there's a lot to do with managing the, the people around us basically or managing our own you know, responses and reactions internally to the people that we can't control being around. Um, so, okay. Plus getting irritated with anxiety and then ADD on hormonal rage. It's like double time. It's like a club sandwich, right? <laughs> so- not a cure, but the pimple patches. Oh my God. I love the pimple patches. They, they helped me so much because I wouldn't pick. So I, that was like, really, I got them. Cause I figured if they don't work, they're cheap enough for me not to care. And if they, you know, and at the least I'm not going to, cause I have it on there. I'm not going to sit and try to pop it and pick at it. And I love them, but you know me, I just had my shipment in my Avera glow still going strong. It's the only thing that will touch my face. That's it. But different story for a different day. Okay. So let's get into some, some things. So now let's get to, let's talk about coffee, shall we? So now again, reminder, newbies, this series is not intended for you to take all of the things that I teach in them and to do them all. The, the process of the program is we have one baby step at a time. You get your first baby step on your onboarding call. Then we text, we call, we work through that till it's easy. Then the next one, then the next one. As tempting as it may be, these are never a secret. So I wanted to do this series so it lives somewhere. Um, but don't try to avoid temptation of trying to do all of the things because then it makes everything hard to do. So keep that in mind. But coffee, um, coffee does a number on our cortisol throughout the day. So 
you guys, this is a nice little refresher, but cortisol, we are supposed to release them in the morning. We're supposed to, it wakes us up, gets us going for the day. And then it's supposed to taper off and be, you know, a little bit by lunch. And then we eat, get up, stretch, whatever, it's supposed to go back up supposed to lull again around 3 p.m., which is why everyone hits that like 3 p.m. wall a lot of times. And then it kind of goes back up and then it starts to taper off so that it's out of your system by bedtime so that melatonin can set in and you can fall asleep. So what happens is, and I'm not saying anyone's wrong for this too. Um, it's like, it becomes a vicious cycle, right? We need the caffeine because we're exhausted. Even if we love it, because I love the taste, I still drink decaf. But, and then when we drink that cup of coffee, it pushes off our cortisol schedule. So our body doesn't just get rid of the cortisol because another stimulant is present. It basically like waits for the caffeine to do it to finish. You know, it's like, it's, I'll wait my turn. Um, and then it releases and that it follows that cortisol schedule from then on out. So if that's, if you're doing, if you're thinking about it that way, at, during the time that you should be lulling to get to sleep, it'll still be there still be present so even if you do manage to fall asleep it's not deep enough sleep and then that becomes a cycle because when your sleep is affected your adrenals and your, your adrenals your adrenals and your cortisol are affected um and that's where that whole loop starts to come in so when it comes to coffee i recommend and, and if you drink a ton of coffee just trying to quit like cold turkey will suck it will absolutely suck. Um, you don't have to struggle like that though. You know, you can, you can take little bits by bits. So wait two hours. That's the first baby step. We, when we try to help someone kind of kick caffeine, coffee, caffeinated coffee out, we do wait two hours after you wake up minimum. That way it gives your body a little bit of time to kick in its own normal cortisol. In the meantime, um, drink water, you know, just that gets your stomach all set up to produce enzymes. It wakes your system up. Um, that's the first baby, baby step with coffee. Then I would say, try decaf. You know, you might be surprised at how much that it kind of gives you that psychosomatic boost where you drink it and still replacing the smell, the taste, the routine, but it's just decaf. So it ends up, you know, you're realizing I don't really need it as much as I thought, especially as you start to feel better as you break that cycle where your cortisol isn't doing what it needs to do for you. Cause cortisol at all is not bad. If you didn't have cortisol, that would be an illness, you know? So cortisol, you want it, but you just want it to be balanced. Um, and that, that's the key. So decaf is best if you're going to have it. Um, but at the very least try to wait the two hours in the morning. And what we'll do is with a client, you know, sometimes we won't even go just to decaf. Sometimes we'll do half calf on the way there. You know, sometimes they taper off. It really, I mean, the only person to rush for is you. So it, I find it more important that when I'm trying to do something, I want to like take as long as I need to, to try and get it done, get it down right. And like, make sure it feels good. And I'm secure in it. Just if I have the option to do that, you know, I'd rather do that before moving on. So really I'm setting my own pace that way. And that's what we encourage you guys to do. So don't try to do work real hard to just push harder because results are going to come faster. They're not. And you're going to be pissed because you put in extra work. So rather than, you know, setting yourself up for failure, trying to do the most with good intentions, meh, screw that. Right. Like it's just not, not, no one's here because that's proven to be a successful means of doing things. Right. 
So next after coffee is physical stress. So not eating enough calories, which I definitely outline a lot in the first baby step video. And there's a reason that that's number one. Um, I tell, I tell everyone, I will, that is the first baby step that I assign. I don't care if you're eating candy canes all day. That's still probably not even 1200 calories. So I'm going to tell you that we need to get you some protein and like get your calories up and stuff like that um, before telling you to take away anything. So make sure you're eating enough calories. And if you're having a hard time with that, which is normal, again, if you're having adrenal involvement, you may not be releasing. Oh, I don't think I mentioned this. The whole appetite being gone thing. That's that gerolin that I was talking about. Your body, when you're in an emergency mode, your body views needing to stop for food as a distraction and a distraction, meaning a vulnerability, a moment where you're not going to be on guard. So you won't have any interest, that feeling of like, I, you know, I'd rather go, uh, you know, color code my closet, than do this, like that feeling, then, then eat the sandwich. That's just because of lack of gerolin, because your body is trying to prepare you for an apparent battle. So, but even if you're like, reading a magazine on a Sunday. <laughs> so, all right, now, sorry, I forgot that Nick left, I'm not gonna lie. So, whew. <laughs> all right, um, if you're having a hard time with the appetite, set alarms, set alarms and view your calories, like take away, take the food quality away from it. You know, the idea that it has to be this great experience or it has to be the perfect blend or a meal or any of that. If you don't have a desire to eat and you're not gonna be like excited, you know, it's not that that same passion isn't gonna be there. So that's where decision fatigue starts to creep in. That's why it's annoying trying to figure out what to eat when you know you should, but you don't want to. So set alarms for yourself and then think of your calories as doses. I need a dose of calories, uh, whether like, and think of things that are easy, calorie dense things like Brazil nuts, two Brazil nuts is hundred calories, right? So even if you're not hungry, set yourself some, some Brazil nut alarms. I know it sounds weird, but you know, Hey, whatever, <laughs> whatever works. Um, so, and then, you know, not for nothing that opens up your appetite. So over time, as this regulates, it's going to get easier. But before that natural urge to, to eat kicks in again, and you know you start feeling hungry normally and things, it's gonna take some coaxing, you know? So there's no shame in needing to set alarms and don't get so hung up on needing meals. Calories are fine. So as long as you know, you're, go review the first baby step one before I tangent. Um, don't banish carbs. Make protein the star, but there is no absolutely, see the uh, week two video, there's absolutely no reason why carbs have to be the bad guy. Work out at a pace that doesn't absolutely wind you. Like if you feel like you just got hit by a truck after your workout, it, I don't know about how, I mean, maybe it's just cause I'm, I've always been like lazy, but I, I don't understand how anyone feels a rush from like kicking their own ass. Like if my body hurts and I am exhausted and like, I feel like I can't move, like that's not an enjoyable experience. Like maybe when I hated myself, you know, but like, I don't know, maybe I just never got to a point of enjoying physical activity. Cause I got a messed up body, but I don't know, work out in a way you like, man. Like just 
life is short. If you're physically active, it's the same with calories. Your body's not sitting there going, oh, got the spinach. Okay, where's the potatoes? There it is. And the meat, uh, got it. All right. Like your body's not doing the same thing with physical activity because you're not going to orange theory. Like, you know, so just do it, do it in a way that feels good, that you're going to want to again. And that's going to lead you to sustainability. It's at the, the goal is still the end. Uh, the goal is still the same in the end. There's no need to kick your own ass to get there. Okay. Um, lower body muscle work is the best because muscles trap excess hormones. Our leg muscles are our biggest muscle group. Um, and we tend to live seated lifestyles these days. So leg workouts are great. And you don't even have to be a workout. Just some days do actually do squats in between stupid tasks that you're doing like at work. Like when you get up off the toilet, do some squats, you know, like things like that, just find ways to include movement. And that is all you need. You know, you could do more if you want to, but that's the point you should want to, um, in terms of sleep. Now, again, there are definitely going to be nights that do this does nothing. The idea is to set yourself up for the sleep you hope to achieve from fixing your adrenals in other ways. But by no means do I mean this is going to like solve the insomnia. It's just conducive. Um, but set a bedtime routine that is conducive to that sleep that you want, you know, make sure that you're not looking at screens. Everyone wants to kill me when I say this, don't look at a screen an hour before you want to fall asleep. I want everyone to know I am bad at this. <laughs> so if you feel bad about it, this is something I, mean, I have blue light glasses that help with this. I still try to make it a point because even if it's not about the blue lights, it's still something about stimulating your brain when you're trying to not, you know, you're trying to like unwind. But if you have insomnia, it gets boring. And I find that to be stimulating, oddly enough. I don't know. Blue light glasses help. I try to push off screen time from bedtime as much as possible. But like I said, don't beat yourself up if you're not absolutely perfect at this. I am bad at this. <laughs> so, okay. Um, what else I got? Lymph drainage. So I have a video on this in the classroom, um, but because I'll, I'll show you like a quick version. Lymph drainage, this, this area, there's so much lymph massage you could do, but this basic one is just, and I try to do this throughout the day. I, I actually need to, I didn't today. And I feel so look swollen. It's like hard to push under here. So you put, I put my two thumbs here. I'm gonna jiggle, kind of loosen it up. You can feel like you basically you want to dig this right under um, your chin. You guys know that I love you because my OCD is screaming at me that I should have washed my hands first, just so you know. But <laughs> um, so you want to go and push any of this fullness that you can feel, not hard. You don't want to injure yourself. Like the limbs sit at the surface of the skin, so you really don't have to push hard but jiggle it around and then pick one thumb to work with first. And you're gonna kind of from underneath the chin, pull slowly and jiggle when you get to the corner. And then jiggle it all the way to behind your ear. And then you're gonna push it down, follow this muscle here. So this muscle here, follow this down and try to just push the extra lymphatic fluid that you can kind of feel 
which is really weird, down into your clavicle here. Is that clavicle? Is that the, I don't know, your collarbone, whatever. Um, push it right into here. And then indent, like push behind your collarbone and just kind of pulse that. So again, from under here, jiggle. Ooh, I can feel it. Jiggle. This is easier with a gua sha stone if you guys have them. Right behind the ears. This one feels so tight back here. You can like, sometimes you can feel there's like a little ball, right? This is the big drainage area for your lymph nodes. So this is the one you really wanna like right behind you, your ears. This feels so good. All right, and then try to move it down. This muscle, you can feel like the, the it's so weird. Who's doing it with me right now? I can feel like the little like balls of fluid moving around underneath. And do this all day. Usually I'll do this throughout the day. Like around, I don't know, in the morning when I wake up, when I do my face with the Avera Glow, and then some point during the day, and then at night, usually. Okay. Oh, that helps a lot. It's relaxing um, skin stimulation. There's a lot of, of studies that have been done, just it's necessary. That's why dry brushing is suggested, scalp massages are suggested, massage is suggested, even physical therapy. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever been to a physical therapist that uses gua sha techniques by like if they ever pull back here like you lay down and chiropractors do it too and they don't pull you they just pull your skin basically like this that's lymph drainage so um it helped it also helps with your cellular turnover because our lymphs are the filter the big ass brita filter throughout our body that all of our cellular waste passes through to get filtered out um it can get stagnant and then that can end up causing a lot of different things. So it helps with that as well. And it just feels friggin' good, um, which always helps with cortisol. So um, let's see. Yeah, that is, those are the, the biggest physical adrenal maintenance things I can think of that we recommend to you guys. Like, of course we have other tips. Like if you, we get on a call with you and you're telling us that, um, I have a, a work day that I am go, 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 go all day long, right? Well, then we can give you tips on how you can include some of these concepts in. You know, the goal is that when we give you a baby step, you, we don't want you to just do well with it. That, I know that sounds insane, but truly that's just obedience. Okay, great. You can mimic what we've told you to do, but like, do you know how to do what we, what we've taught you to do? Does it feel good? Does it feel right? Does it feel like it's something you can adopt? No. Okay, good. Why let's change this to fit what would work. Like there's so much working that needs to go into something to give someone a step and have them just, you know, fine. Okay, good. I'm always worried. So I, we, not that we want you guys to have extra struggle, but we want the opportunity to help troubleshoot or to help, you know, make it fit what you're dealing with, because these topics are going to be relatively the same, but what makes them difficult to do, or what would make them realistic for you to do long-term is going to change from person to person. And even for you from season to season, you know, it's, we are, we're, always chasing consistency, but we are not, human beings are not consistent creatures. Just, just, nothing's freaking consistent, you know? So 
I hope that this was helpful. I hope that you guys, you know, whether this is stuff that you learned that was new, whether this was a refresher, I hope you at least feel validated in, in looking at things at a deeper angle. And if any of these were your baby steps, whether new or, you know, old, I hope that this video helped you with them a little bit. And if not, text, text us. All right. Enjoy your night. Enjoy the rest of your week. And we will see you guys starting Sunday. So in February, it's our last Wednesday Zoom. So from now on, from here on out, these Zooms will be Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Just still recorded, um, but we're switching that up. And we are keeping it to one Zoom per week for now. Um, all right, so if you have any questions, let me know. Good night, guys.